0: Hi, I'm Ashley Stamatinos, five-time number one best-selling author and your host to The Rewire Show, where I'll be interviewing some of the best minds about how to rewire your sensitivities into your greatest strengths. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star review, comment, and share with your friends. And please remember to visit ashleystamatinos.com for additional resources designed specifically with you in mind, to strengthen your transformational journey. Thank you for spending time with me today. Now let's get to the show. Hi everyone, Ashley Scamatinos here. I have a special treat for you today. I'm so excited to share with you my amazing friend, Alexis. Welcome. Hi Ashley. Hi everybody. It's so nice to be here. I'm so I'm so excited that you were able to join me. And before we jump in, we have so many things that we would love to share with you today. Before we do, I'd like to introduce Alexis to you. So Alexis Cohen is a visual artist, a woman's creativity mentor, a shamanic practitioner. Alexis supports women as they heal and strengthen their connection to their power and intuition so that they can birth their creative work into the world. Women are stepping up in a new and powerful way and Alexis is passionate about supporting this new rising of tide of women creatives, healers, and innovators. Oh, this is so exciting. So Alexis supports women through all their creative processes including art, writing, ceremony, and childbirth. With a decade-long background as a doula, Alexis finds that her work as birth or in birth has beautifully woven into her current practices and has transformed the way that she sees her life and the lives and experiences of her clients. So,
1: again, welcome, welcome, Alexis. Thank you so much for having me here. Uh, This is gonna be so fun. I love speaking with you. Me
0: too. I, I, you know, I am. I shot her an email, and I we've been chatting for quite a while, off and on, interviewing each other. And um, Actually, I guess this is the first time I've interviewed yeah. you. I sort of feel like I've done it before. Maybe I have. <laughs> you know, some other thing. <laughs> um, but I just have had such a lovely connection uh, with you, and I really wanted to have a deeper conversation. And I know you've been able to ask me a bunch of questions, and I have been wanting to put the spotlight on you and really hear more about your experience. And awesome. and I am just so fascinated. So let's kind of start from the beginning. And, okay. and the first question I'd really like to ask you is just, just sort of, because I know more about you, tell everybody who's listening a little bit more about you and your journey that brought you here to this mm. you know, place that you are now.
1: Mm, I love that question because it's you can answer it differently every time someone asks this question. So it's right. So it's like, okay, where am I today and what led me to this point today? Um, well, I think that, you know, to sum it up really, um, I feel like I've always been a student of creativity mm. and um you know, really, so I first started off. You know, I've always done art, but where it really started moving for me, like, oh, okay, I see what it is that I'm here to do, mm-hmm. um, when it was when I started to train as a doula, yeah. And I was sitting in this birthing class, it was actually a hypno birthing class. I was training, I was already um, a shamanic practitioner and hypnotherapist, so I was already doing that work. I was training as a doula, I was making art, so all of these paths were coming together and i was sitting in a class and i don't exactly know what the teacher said but everything lit up inside of me of around like okay birth energy this creative power that is essential to women was completely co-opted was was taken from women and I feel like my work in the world is to help women reconnect with this power with their creative power that is so is is so essential is their birthright. And yeah. so I started doing that work through birth. But I always knew that you know being a doula it was it was a part of the puzzle. I wasn't you know I wasn't going to be a doula forever, but again I, I entered into that work as a student of this creative power. And it was fascinating. I learned pretty much everything about creativity and the way that creative power moves through a woman's body, how she opens to it, how she shuts it down, um, you know, yeah, just, just that dance uh, with, with creative power. And then I became very interested in, okay, how can I support her in really surrendering to this power, because I worked with a lot of women, most of the women that I worked with, um, were looking for a natural birth. Okay. Um, that was just the population that I that I worked with. So um, it became this commitment, like, okay, I need to do all the the same work alongside of the women, like, saying I want a natural birth, we're, you know, living in a culture where we don't see it very much. So there's some work that we need to do as women to heal and reconnect to that body with that body's wisdom mm-hmm. in order to step into that power more deeply. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would, I, I got really interested in, in, okay, what is the best way to help prepare women for this huge rite of passage where they're opening up to this creative power that we don't talk about very much, that we're often scared of, right? Women are, can be very scared of, like women are scared of childbirth, but often it's the power that they're scared of. You know, they say oh. it's like the pain, but it's really the power The, you I know. I love
0: that. I had not heard it explained that way. That makes so much sense. Thank yep.
1: you. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, so it's, it's you know, it, so it was like, okay, so what is the work that we can do beforehand to help a woman, start to get really connected and comfortable, not comfortable, but uh, more familiar with that creative power. And, you know, as a woman was approaching this initiation, that creative power started to make contact. And um, sometimes things come to the surface for clearing, you know, there's old wounding or old patterns that no longer work. And this, this happens for any initiation. um, But I saw it for the first time very clearly when I was working with birthing women. And so in order to truly support them, I, yeah, I had to really go on the path with them. It was this really intense, wonderful, beautiful time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a doula full, you know, for a lot, like I would be like three or four births a month for yeah,
0: yeah. a lot
1: <laughs> for about a decade. Yeah. It was really intense for 300 births. And um, really high success rate with natural births because the women were so committed and they were prepared to meet this creative power and surrender and relax into it and mm. and I did the same thing so alongside them i was a, I was as an artist i didn 't realize it, but i I was pretty blocked you know I was making small stuff nothing i wasn 't Yeah, I I was making stuff, but not at the level of where I wanted to go. Mm -hmm. And so when I started to do this deeper work alongside the birthing women, everything kind of popped open and I, and I cleared myself, it was like this healing as a block artist and I was able to do bigger work, um, do do commissions. I made a book, like it just, it just allowed more creative power to come through, Mm um, And so that's really what I do with women now. I'm a creativity mentor and I work with women to um, support them as they birth their creative visions and it's using all of those same techniques. So aligning with your creative cycles, your, your body, your womb, your power as a woman to bring forward a, a project. I work with a lot of entrepreneurs Um, but really accessing that creative power Mm -hmm. so you can bring your visions to life.
0: Amazing. Amazing. And oh my gosh, there's so much beauty in what you explained. And the way that you explained it sounds so accessible. And I do think that you're right, that so many people have so many fears because that's sort of the norm of what's explained and, and sort of the general population that's sort of what's out there and I love that there are people like you ushering in or supporting and n- nurturing is probably the word nurturing that shift and change in mindset um, realignment sort of a rewiring even mm-hmm. to help them understand what's possible instead of you know be afraid of what might go wrong or what's bad or what's you know to avoid or resist And a lot of what you're saying, too, which I resonate so much with is, it sounds like, and this is just my language, you might have a different word for it, but it sounds like you're sort of helping people to become more in allowance with their bodies, Mm. with their life, with their femininity, with, with the womb, with birthing, with... And sort of on every level, it just sounds more in flow versus resistance. Does that feel true to what you're? Yes,
1: doing? absolutely. Yeah, it, it's a it's a blossoming, and it's you know what I would say that I would say to women work when they were birthing human babies and creative babies. It's mm-hmm. um, it's a personal. It's like you are becoming the vessel that can birth it. So the, it's you're in a process of transformation and allowing and opening so what wants to come through can come through with greater ease yeah
0: and truly i love that you i am still so much thinking about you know the fear of of the power not the the fear of the pain Um, when you were speaking specifically about birthing a child and it does really transfer over to business women in business sort of being afraid to become successful or to do or to have paying clients because they do want them, but then there's so much power there that it's scary. So when you're working with people, how do you
1: support them through that? Mm, that's a really good question. (laughs) I do, I do. Yeah, no, it's so great. I mean, I don't know if you can relate to this too, but I can just, as an entrepreneur, relate to that Mm -hmm. so much as well. Um, Again, I see it as the same thing. So it's like a, a massaging of the internal and the external. So, you know, so in shamanism, shamanism is very focused on power mm-hmm. and becoming more intimate with power. So through using the different tools of shamanism, internally connecting and becoming more intimate with power and, you know, power, like birthing energy, it's, it's so loving mm-hmm. it's, and it's catalytic too. It's really transformative So through some internal processes, like um, what's called a shamanic journey, and it's an active form of meditation, Mm -hmm. um, those processes can really help a woman start to um, understand what it feels like to hold more of their power. Like, and you do a lot of energy work, like Mm -hmm. energetically, what does that feel like in her system Mm -hmm. to hold greater power, higher frequency? And then, you know, the other piece is clearing any um, energy or resistance that Mm -hmm. might be disrupting her energy or her power force. That's another another tool in shamanism. And then there's just the straight-up piece where, you know, when you're growing, when there's more power coming in and you're moving in a particular direction, there's stretching, right? Like in birth, there's stretching so yeah right it's it's not necessarily comfortable Mm -hmm. um but it doesn't have to be it's birth so you know coming up with um different ways that that particular woman can stretch and and open Mm -hmm. is really important and then a lot of conversation around the normalcy of it being uncomfortable just like I would you know, like if a woman was in birth was saying this is uncomfortable, just giving her the reassurance that this is normal Mm. is like, I had a mentor say that to me today. I'm doing a really big project and I was Mm -hmm. telling her all about it. And she's like, Oh, this is great. You're growing. And it was like, okay, yes. Right. Great reminder. (laughs) reminder. (laughs) Yes. That happens
0: with me and my business too. I I will, you know, share things with people over and over again, and I can always see it. Then sometimes it comes up in my world, and I don't even recognize that this is what I'm helping everybody else with. And oh, yeah, right, right, duh. Anyway. Um, totally, right. It's so funny. You just need a different perspective, someone from the outside looking in, because we get so focused sometimes. Yeah. What I'm curious about, because I know that you're so intuitive and so... Um, in touch and so aware and one of the things we first connected on was that we're both highly sensitive people and proud of it you know it's like that's that's a beautiful thing and to me personally I always say that highly sensitive people to me means highly aware people so I first you know are you a highly sensitive person you know get people to sort of relate to that and then once I have your attention everybody who's listening I then, you know, shift gears and and really what I think is so beautiful about being highly sensitive is how aware you are. So I'm wondering, um, A, what was your path to recognizing that you were highly sensitive or highly aware? And B, do you find that you attract a lot of highly sensitive or highly aware people within your business?
1: Mm, That's a great question. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I love talking about this with you. Um, Yeah, I don't know... I I can't remember a time of not knowing I was a highly sensitive person. It was definitely pointed out to me quite a bit. Um, And yeah, it was just something I always knew about myself, but actually I didn't see it as a very positive thing. I felt like it was something um, that people looked down upon and it was something that I had to overcome a lot or hide, you know? So I didn't start really seeing it as, a real gift, Mm -hmm. um, until I started working in shamanism where I was like, oh, these are gifts, like being highly aware of realms other than this one, like being very aware of energy, of feeling it through all of my senses. This is actually a superpower. You know, this, this, this can actually I can use this to be of great service to my clients, to the people around me, because it's like, you can feel underneath what people are saying or sharing, or, you know, like you can really feel people. Right. You know, and then, that, then it's like that whole, the whole, um, you know, as you, you're initiated onto that path of, as a healer, it's like, you know, and we've talked about a lot, it's like, okay, how do you then move through life without taking on everyone's stuff so that for me the shamanic training was really helpful for that to know what my energy was how to be really compassionate to really hold in compassion as opposed to empathy like feel like taking on everything all of the time can
0: you define how you view compassion
1: sure so this is this is So my teacher Isa Guchardi. I'm, I'm going to give her mad props for this one. Okay, um, Isa Guchardi um, of of Sacred Stream really foundation of the Sacred Stream in Berkeley. It's an incredible school for shamanic practices and and Buddhist studies. And she would talk about this difference between compassion and um, empathy, and um, so. So, I'll just describe it actually in a birth environment. okay. So she had another example. I'm going to leave that for her. So, <laughs> so but I'm so giving it in the birth example. So, if a woman is birthing, if I'm empathetic, right? Like I'm in a birthing space
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I really strengthen strengthen this in birth, like this woman is going through it, and Emp- being empathetic is I am taking on all of her her whatever is coming up for her so if she's suffering in the process i'm taking on the suffering i'm like feeling everything she's feeling and i'm actually getting bogged down i'm not really of great service in that role um but if i'm holding in compassion and merging again from shamanic perspective with my guides and really grounding energetically being a ground in the space Mm -hmm. i can ground in the field of compassion Mm. and it's like I help to hold a container and I could be having my own experience of watching a woman going through labor, but I'm not taking on her experience. I'm holding, I'm grounding and helping to hold a space and I'm witnessing her.
0: That's amazing. That's so perfectly, perfectly illustrated. That makes so much sense. And I, I hope that helps so many of you listening or watching because that. I think so many of you listening, I'm guessing, are probably empaths that are having extreme empathy, holding on to, you know, feeling, um, pulling all of those sensations and and symptoms and emotions into you, like you just described. And then there's also the possibility of choosing to shift gears into compassion and look at it externally as they are dealing with it and they are processing their own and how do I want to process this in my own personal way without processing it as they are so I thank you so much for offering that because I think that that was a really beautiful explanation and it helps me too to have other stories of ways of explaining it so that's really wonderful mm-hmm. um, and so you do feel like you also have a lot of
1: your clients tend to be sensitive? Oh, that's right. That question too.
0: I know. Yeah. I, I should never ask too. Yes. Yeah,
1: no, absolutely. I work with, I mean, I work with uh, creative women, you know, like that, like artists, <gasps> entrepreneurs, visionaries, it's, it's a necessary, like being highly sensitive. It's kind of go, goes with the job description in a lot of ways because they're, You know they're they're again opening to these different creative realms, and so it's it's again really working with it as a gift. But yeah, definitely um, work with a lot of sensitive women.
0: (laughs) Amazing. Okay, so you're working with all of these amazing sensitive women. What is a tool that you can offer us? Because I think a lot of the people listening are women who are sensitive, also just like your clients. So what's something you can offer to help us through something we might be experiencing?
1: Mm, that's a good question. So what do I say? What do I offer my sensitive data? Um, hmm. So what's coming to mind mm-hmm. <laughs> is allowing yourself to cry. Oh Car- carving some space out to mm-hmm. be with your heart and just feeling feeling your heart and you know, crying for a sensitive person. Um it's like this is going sound a hard. It's like peeing. It's like it's just it's just like the way it's like you just have to let it go, you know? And it's like we, we hold on to so much that like yeah, just carving. I know for me, like if I don't, my husband's so good about it. Like he can just look at me and he's just like, bring it in, bring it in. Yeah, and like, so right? And you just like and I just need to cry. And one time I asked him um what what do you do when i cry because i it's just to release he knows nothing is wrong and i'm just letting go. and he's like i go meow 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 meow, meow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like we're perfect yeah we're a good match oh my gosh that's so funny i've never
0: <laughs> yeah I let yourself cry I do <laughs> I think uh, you're so right. That's such a great suggestion, such a great tip, tool, reminder, because I find that so many people are suppressing their sensitivities to the point where they're about to burst or they're going to get sick or, yeah. you know, you know, a lot of the people that you might encounter might be suppressing their feelings and emotions so much that it suppresses their creativity. Right. Do you find that yeah. that's something that comes across your,
1: your... Absolutely. Page? Yeah. Absolutely. So there's a way, and I don't know if we've talked about this before, but like, you know, when you're highly sensitive, we we try to figure out. Yeah, we did talk about this. We're talking right. about boundaries. Yeah. Um, there are all of these ways that we try. We create boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. And so one way is we freeze, right? Like we we get kind of frozen, so like nothing can come in, but then nothing comes out, and so mm-hmm. it's like right. It's like frozen. Yes. Like there's nothing moving, so like mm-hmm. crying. it it like melts the ice.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. That's so true. It's so, so, so true. And we really need to at least acknowledge what we're experiencing so that we don't bottle it up and stop the flow of energy. Because I think a lot of times when people get burnt out, super overwhelmed, super stressed, Um, feeling defeated or fearful of the future, a lot of that is a symptom of stuck energy of not expressing what's inside, you know, or even suppressing, Mm -hmm. maybe putting up boundaries that are like, you know, a steel eggshell because you're afraid to handle everything. So I I mean, again, like, let me just sort of, you know, put that in your court. So let's say that you do have someone, I know that you just explained, you know, that there's no movement, but what's something else you could say maybe on top of it to take it a step further for people who are really stuck you know and they're feeling yeah. sort of petrified of taking the next step i mean i do see that they're yeah they feel like they have no tools they don't know what to do they they know that they were creative and that they could be but they're not right now yeah
1: yeah so i mean that's so what they're dealing with is creative resistance
0: ah yes
1: and right and so this is all, I was just, I was just talking to a client about this. It's it's never about fighting it, right? Or like being pissed at it or whatever. It's like yeah. that creative resistance or that fear is there for a reason. And the thing is, is they, like someone who is experiencing so much fear about something, it's because they're actually this close to a creative breakthrough. Yeah. And that's why all the fear is coming up, right? Like going back to that fear of power, like the fear is so strong because it is doing everything it possibly can yeah. to keep that power at bay to keep the you know you at small yes yeah. so if we if we shift it and we're not afraid of the fear if we approach the fear from a friendly place a loving place um, and then, yeah an understanding place like start communicating with it so um something that i would offer zeke like you can write a letter to it so oh, if you're feeling yeah. a lot of fear or creative resistance um, you can write a letter to the fears, you know, asking why it's there and then just have the creative resistance or fear, write you a letter back mm-hmm. and hear what it has to say. Like, why is it there? Oftentimes it's trying to protect you and you can open up this dialogue and, you know, communicate with the fear that you actually don't need it any longer
0: right. and that you're
1: shifting into something else. And there oftentimes there's some movement there.
0: Mm-hmm. That's super powerful. So I would like to take you back for a moment. Yes, because I wanted to kind of wait until a little bit later in the interview to go <laughs> to go <laughs> here. But so I, you know, I did hypnobirthing. I had a doula for those of you who don't know, um, and probably no one knows share <laughs> really that very often. But I had a doula when I was birthing my son, and I went through hypnobirthing, and um, I had natural childbirth, and it was a really beautiful process, and the thing that I would love to, to ask you about, and I think I'd like to ask you about it in the context of being a doula and then, you know, within your business also, because I it, it's similar. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was pregnant, and, and I'll be honest, for a couple of years before I was pregnant, I was in communication with my child. Mm-hmm. And I was like talking to my child and I knew, you know, how many I was going to have. And I knew exactly what my little boy was going to look like. And mm-hmm. my husband was having the same dreams of what he looked like. And we would write it down and tell each other, wow. And you know, he's almost five and he looks just like that. He's just like everything we thought he told us he's going to be super telepathic and he was, and it was just a really interesting experience. So I would love if you could mm-hmm. just share some experiences of that sort of, you know, maybe the conversations you had with some of those soon to be moms about talking to their child or getting in touch with the process. Like I just, Oh, it's so juicy to me. What can you share with me? I would love Oh to.
1: yeah. Oh yeah. That's, I mean, that was a huge part of the work that uh, I would do with, with women. And I loved when women were really open to it and mm-hmm. yeah, the women who were planning natural birthday overall were really open to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, one of my best friends is coming to mind. She also um, did a lot of communication with her daughter before before her birth, and yeah, just got a huge download about um, the information. What you know, what her daughter was coming in to do, like just whew, total information. Actually, both of my two of my really good friends had that experience. Um, yeah, it's so funny. I, it's was such a natural part of. The prep that the women were connecting to the child because the child it's it's their birth right, and it's the mother moving out of the way so the child can be born. So a woman connecting to the wisdom and the intelligence of that being is a really key piece in you know the the birth flowing in a particular way.
0: Mm, Yes. Oh, I love that. That's, and it's so fun too that it's so second nature to you that just, oh, you know, 300 births, most of them were like this just organically. (laughs) I'm thinking that it's probably because your energy is attracting those types of people who are so in tune with their bodies, in tune with energy, capable and willing to be in, in touch with their intuition. Because I know, I mean, I attract that within my business and with my friends, but like in my family, and you know, close by not I see also the the opposition of yeah like I'm gonna eat whatever I feel like you know I'm not gonna listen to what my body or my baby yeah I'm just gonna you know have the baby and pass it off and I'm gonna go back to work none of that's wrong it's just so different than the way that we're functioning because the way that we're talking about is when you're so highly sensitive and you're so in tune you're listening to the ebb and flow of everything it's like you're getting massive amounts of information all the time. Would you agree?
1: Absolutely, yeah. And I think you're bringing up a really good point. Just like as a practitioner, you're absolutely right. Like I, I attracted and also I would always see like when I would you know have consultations because this is such a big experience. Really making sure it's the right fit, you know that I am I was the right practitioner for them, and you know that that it's just the right fit, and that I'm going to be essentially in my zone of genius in that in that nice. place, like really step into that. So yeah, I worked with like I was saying, most women who are wanting a particular birth. And it was San Francisco and there's a lot of information about this. But um yeah, it was absolutely a big part of the preparation. And actually what's really interesting to me when what's coming up when you're asking this question about the the spirit babies uh-huh. um is I, I was doing a lot of work with fertility and you know clients that um, in my shamanic practice that, you know, maybe you were having some difficulty getting pregnant Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's very medicalized at that, you know, when they're doing fertility treatments. And it was really cool to bring in the spiritual aspect and work with the spirits of the babies coming in and what that the babies were needing. Um, yeah. And then also there's a, you know, what I found quite often is that when women, feel are creatively blocked mm-hmm. it's usually most of the time it's usually connected somehow to their reproduction like oh. the womb so doing work you know like if a woman's had an abortion or miscarried and it hasn't been fully processed we do work there and sometimes the babies come in there for some deeper work that needs to happen
0: that makes so much sense I am so glad that you're sharing this and we're spreading the word out there to let people know about this and to let them know that you do this kind of work to help people because I, for sure, I know, you know, so many people who've done IVF. So yeah. I not even, I mean, more than 10, close. I mean, it's just, it's very, very interesting. And now that we have, you know, you, um, you know, who has information, awareness, and processes to help us break through any infertility, or at least look at different possibilities to see you know, what, yeah. what might be able to be cleared to maybe give you a little bit more ease with the process. I think that's so great to acknowledge because sometimes we only know what's presented to us. And so I'm so glad you're presenting this as an option because I just think a lot of people don't know that it's possible to do those types of clearings with you know, reproductive systems or, or old stagnant energy from miscarriages, abortions or whatever, right?
1: Yeah. And there's, and you know, I have some clients who after we have done some work together, like they haven't had their period in mm-hmm. a year. And then we do this deeper work and they get their period. I, those are some great calls. Like I got it last night. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's like focusing, this is, you know, the womb is the creative center yeah. for a woman. So becoming intimate with it not only when you're pregnant, like I, I don't have children. And so for a long time I was ignoring my womb mm-hmm. and that didn't work. Um, <laughs> didn't work for you. That didn't work. And so, yeah, it's like, okay. It's like really paying attention to that part and like what, what information it has for you.
0: Mm-hmm. It really sounds like you have such a common theme with everything that you've shared about getting people back into flow or more into flow,
1: like literally
0: and, and figuratively, you know, within their creativity, within their bodies, with their womb, with everything. Do you agree? Do you sound, yeah.
1: I do. And yeah, I was thinking today, I was like, oh yeah, it's helping women come back to life. Ooh, yeah.
0: Do you find that a lot of women are not fully living? Yes. Yeah. What does that look like? What are some of the signs?
1: Um, hmm well lack of energy depression anxiety um lethargy mm-hmm. disease of some kind sickness sickness yeah. on an emotional or physical level mm-hmm. um yeah just that just just low low vibration yeah. but low like yeah just heaviness
0: yeah absolutely i see that too <laughs> so so some of these symptoms might mean that you're not, you know, fully living. And, and so it's, yeah, it's getting more into living and, and being invigorated with life once again. I mean, there's there's such a, a different place to be, and that is absolutely possible. And it doesn't have to be super challenging to get there. Would you agree with that?
1: Absolutely. And it's, you know, everyone's in a different spot. And I'm saying, you know, that's it's a big generalization. Like um, when I think of, you know, the women that I know, it, it's, yeah, everyone's in a different spot, so it's bringing more life, like coming, you know, when I like look at my clients, every time I see them, there's just like more life in them, right? Because they're just bringing more creative flow into their systems and their life. So it's like yeah, just a wellspring of like power coming back into their lives. So yeah, so it can be actually pleasurable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pleasurable. I
0: yeah. I I don't even feel like I hear a lot of people talk about that. I mean, truly how lovely would it be to, to get pleasure from your life? You know, I, this just, we're, we're almost to the end of this, but this is very inspiring to me having this conversation with you. I was on um, the internet today and I I saw a Brennan Bouchard ad Mm -hmm. and he said something and I just thought it was so brilliant. He said, you know, if you're having trouble in your relationship, you know, and you're complaining about it, what have you done to create a lovely experience versus just sitting around waiting, tapping your, you know, tapping your foot on the floor saying, well, it's not working, it's not working and putting all of the pressure on the other person to create or to um, appeal or to, you know, please you or something like that or to yeah. you know, create joy. So I was like, oh yeah, what can I create today that would be yeah. enjoyable? And, you know, so is this making your wheels spin or you sort of? Yes.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What can I create today? Like you're, and so asking that question is just allowing yourself to be an active co-creator of your life. Yep.
0: Totally. Totally. Not just following the stuff that falls on your plate. Yeah. Do that. That's amazing. So, all right. So we're finishing up here. I would love to know what is, what is your one sort of encouraging piece of advice or just maybe even just words of encouragement to some Mm. of the viewers who are struggling And they would love to thrive more in their lives.
1: Mm. What's coming to mind, dear lovely people, is that you have got this. You have got this. You can do this. Mm -hmm. You are loved and you are supported. And if you're feeling alone, reach out to people around you for support. But you can do this. You can take that step, that step closer to yourself and to your dreams. You've absolutely got this.
0: Mm, you're so heartfelt saying that. I felt like, oh, so wonderful hearing that. Yes, I could do it. You could do it. You <laughs> I'm do so it. But yeah, it felt really good. So um, I know that you have some really wonderful things to share with everyone. Can you just at least, at, at the minimum, tell everyone how they can stay in touch with you, please?
1: Yes, please stay in touch with me. Yes. Um, so yeah, so I will, I guess there'll be a link to yes. my website. So it's alexiscohen.org. You can shoot me an email at mm-hmm. Um If you're interested in speaking with me, I'm offering a complimentary session. Mm-hmm. It's a phone call. It's called a creative growth mapping session. And in this session, we'll hone in on your creative vision and we'll address any obstacles or blocks that might be getting in your way and talk about a strategy to move you closer to your dreams.
0: Cool, cool, yes. yes. And are you also active on social media?
1: I am. So, yeah, yeah. Alexis Cohen. Cool. Yeah. I'll post
0: links of all of okay. her social media too. So you can go to her Great. website, you can stay in touch, and then you can have the social media. I always think it's really fun to do the social media too. I am pretty addicted myself.
1: So, <laughs> well, awesome. so, what would you say? oh yeah so said, that's great i i'm actually getting an assistant so that they'll do that soon oh yeah okay great so you'll be more active soon so whenever people
0: are listening you know you'll probably be really revving it up at that point so i hope everyone who's listening will continue to take the next steps with alexis and take her up on you know getting connected with her and be sure to subscribe to the series and get involved in the conversation and Both of us would so love to hear from you. So please comment in the area below and both of us will reply. So please go ahead and comment and let us know if you have any questions. We're here for you. And thank you again for joining us. And thank you. Thank you, Alexis, for joining me. I'm so grateful that you were here.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me, Ashley. And thank you, everybody. (laughs) Bye, everyone.
0: Thank you for listening to The Rewire Show wondering if you're a highly sensitive person or an empath, head over to AshleyStamatinos.com to take the free quiz. While you're there, you can join in on the conversation with other like-minded people and discover fantastic free bonus content to support you on your transformational journey to rewire your sensitivities into strengths. See you on the next episode.